If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. And uh oh, then what are we going to do? Oh, no, we're lost. We're lost at sea. We're lost at sea without our captain. Oh, captain, our captain, Sammy, who normally uh, watches the movies for us because she's very brave and she provides a vital service, and we need her. Desperately, but she needs to have some fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she she deserves it. Is she deserves it, and and we will survive. We will persevere, and we will miss her dearly, and we will see her again soon. So this week, it's just me and you, Hen. <sighs> wow. Other than the loss of Sammy in this moment, has mm-hmm. anything scary happened to you this week? Um. Okay. The scary thing that happened to me this week is that I watched Encanto. Okay. Have you seen it? I have not, but I've heard it's very good. It fucked me up. Oh no, Henley! Oh no, it fucked. It's Pixar, yes, no, me Disney. Up, honestly, what's the difference? Who, I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? Disney, <laughs> Pixar, it's one of those. It's all the same. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, you haven't seen it, so that it's going to be kind of hard to commiserate over this then but all you need to know is that the foundation of the story is that a young woman is uh crossing the border she has oh boy three newborn babies triplets fresh out fresh fresh out of the womb fresh out of the womb and i don't think pixar disney whatever has ever done animation for such a tiny baby before like they <laughs> Maybe are not. the tiniest <laughs> the tiniest babies the <laughs> tiniest babies i've ever seen she's carrying all three she's has them in her arm oh talk i mean talk about scary mm-hmm. it is and then her husband her husband oh no is murdered oh no is murdered that's the opening fucking scene of they this will movie. fucking gut you, man. And it is what everything returns to. You know, it is the original point of trauma that we are, sure. you know, consistently fed and reminded of. Three newborn triplet babies. I I cannot stress how much I cried during this movie. Like I yeah, that's was really tough. weeping. I was so mad because Tim has been wanting to watch this movie. (laughs) Tim always wants to watch these fucking Pixar movies and he won't watch a horror movie to save his goddamn life, but he will watch some shit like this. He makes me watch this. Like, I am not joking when I talk about I turned to him halfway through and I was like, I'm furious. I am furious at you for putting me through this. Like, my vulnerable heart cannot take this kind of content and i am Mm. picturing movie theaters 
across the globe filled with children watching this story unfold. And we're just letting this happen, this kind of sadness. I, I cannot. I, I wanted to watch Casino. I wanted to watch Casino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A great choice. I got vetoed for Encanto. Oh, wow. I am still thinking about it days <laughs> later. And I just, I just, I don't know what else to say, except. I'm so yeah, sorry. I respect that it's a great movie. The, the music, it's fun. It's a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful, beautiful story of family. I, I, yeah. I get it. But I just I like I'm going to cry thinking about it right now. It was I, I was, it was it was too much. It was too much for me. Um, well, wow. I'm so sorry. I hope you get to watch Casino. <laughs> me too. I really want to see it. I've never seen it before. And I really want to see it. I just saw it for the it. first time recently, too. I'll tell you what, it is um, long. <laughs> it's a really long movie, but it's great. And the looks, ooh, the looks, Sharon Stone, impeccable. Ooh, mm -hmm. ooh, ooh. Mm -hmm. That's the main reason I want to see yeah. it. Yeah, out of this world. Yeah, I just want, I want those visuals in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, but my rant is over. I'm done. <laughs> I'm coming back to myself. I'm at peace again. Great. Um, Emily, tell me. What happened to you this week? Um, I mean, I went to Florida. That's oh. why I wasn't he here last week to record. So that, I, you know, it, it was a lovely trip. I saw my family. It was my mom's birthday. I saw my nephew. We went to Disney World. It was a whole lot of stuff. It was a whole lot of stuff. I want to know. I want to know everything. I can't believe you went to Disney World. When was the last time you went to Disney Walt World? Disney World. The last time I went was I was 16 years old. So half of my life ago, I went. And mm -hmm. it's overwhelming. I'll tell you that. It's overwhelming. Uh, it is, it's great. I mean, it's, it's great. But I've only been to Disneyland recently, you know? And it, it's just so much smaller. Mm. So much smaller. So much easier to navigate. Also, Florida is hot as hell. Mm. I grew up there, but man, oh, man. It's easy to forget. It's it was like swamplands too. It's so humid, right? Ooh, especially yeah, Central Florida where Disney World is. Like middle of the day, the first day we were in the park, I truly, I like felt like I was getting beat down by the sun. It was like tough. But I suppose a scary thing that I that happened to me on this trip is I learned I was talking <laughs> to my dad one day um, and. It came up that he has thought every single time on this podcast, every single time that I have talked about Robert Pattinson, he has thought oh, no. that I've been talking about Patton Oswalt. <laughs> what? <laughs> so we were talking and he mentioned Patton Oswalt. He was like, you love him. It's the guy you love, Patton Oswalt. And I was like, what are you? talking what Wait, what I don't, he's fine i don't know i don't love he's like no it's like your favorite guy and i was like are you talking about robert pattinson and i just can't believe the amount of times i've talked to robert pattinson the ways in which i've talked to robert pattinson to know that my dad has been picturing Patton oswald this whole time 
Because you, okay, all right, for anyone who hasn't been listening, first of all, you can use your common sense to surmise what this means. But you like to go on and on about how, like, beautiful. What a weird, what a weird, interesting actor, gorgeous man, um, like a moody freak, so compelling, so, like, and is, (laughs) I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. And so if anybody else out there is thinking I'm talking about Patton Oswalt, I'm simply not. For some, nothing against Patton Oswalt. For some, I've got a weird, lot of love for Ratatouille, uh, but no, that's not who I'm talking about. That is so. F- Does your dad know who Robert Pattinson is? I think so. Honestly, Patton Oswalt, like he is kind of a gorgeous, moody freak. You know, I don't know that that's true. <laughs> I don't know that I agree. <laughs> I think that he. Might be, though, if you really think about it for a second. I am and I don't see it. I don't, I don't see it. I, I kind of see it. I kind of see it. He's been through a lot. He lost his He's wife. He's been through a lot. He's in. He, again, this is not this is not. I would never pit the two against each other. This isn't an either or situation. It's just not a misunderstanding. I'm, I'm almost never thinking about Patton Oswalt. I'll just put it that way. I'm almost never thinking about Patton Oswalt. And so to, uh, to think that my father, who I am close to, who I love dearly, thinks that I am frequently thinking about Patton Oswalt was just really interesting to to see. That's interesting. Hilarious. Um, I'll also just say. A scary thing. It was the Met Gala this. Mm. I'm also, you know, there's, we're not going to talk about the real life scary things that are happening, which are awful. But it was also the Met Gala this week, and fucking Jared Leto. I can we just be done with Jared Leto? Wait, that what? But that wasn't Jared Leto. You're not talking about the guy no, who looked Jared like Jared Leto, Leto. So Jared Leto was at the Met Gala, and what oh. his look was is an another, and I don't recall who it is. Another actor, actress, female person mm-hmm. <laughs> dressed up as him they dressed the same so she had like a beard put on and had her hair like him they're wearing the exact same outfit so he showed up at the Met Gala with a double of himself like that was his look fucking last year at the Met Gala he had a little mannequin head of him so there were two of him at that Met Gala and it's like could a person be more obviously screaming that they're deranged and like a bad psychotic person that we don't want in this world him being like well look what if there are two of me what if again there were two of me i'm so fucking great i hate him <laughs> so i really okay. hate him i looked at a lot of content regarding the met gala like so much content i didn't come across one picture of this so Good. It, it feels like maybe the media agrees with you like no oh, one even though it. we tried to like duplicate his presence at the Met Gala it was erased effectively erased I hope it was erased I didn't see it anywhere oh man I didn't see this anywhere I'll show you but ugh, I just really to use this phrase that makes me feel like Sammy's here it really boiled my blood oh it boiled your blood it boiled my blood to see it and I hated it wait this is so funny I feel like more and more we're collecting Sammyisms. she's oh yeah she's the wet my whistle thing blew my mind the fact that she says wet my whistle two shakes but lamb's tail if I heard Sammy casually say two (laughs) shakes shakes but lamb's tail I would really be I would honestly be shocked are you are you joking my joking my ass right now? Are you joking my ass right now? That one has <laughs> we've we've picked that up. We say that a lot. Are you joking my ass right now? Um 
Sammy, we miss you. Sammy, we love you. Hope mm-hmm. you're back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. And I will also just say really super quickly before we get into this week's movie, which we will do, I promise. Happy freaking Mother's Day, Henley. It is currently oh, wow. Mother's Day. Wow. It is her first Mother's Day with this with her sweet child being outside of her body. Mm-hmm. We love him. We love her. Moms are truly the most extraordinary people on the planet. Uh, all parents, caregivers. But wow, to do what you do is astounding. And I love you very much. And I am very impressed by you. And I just... Thank you the best. Oh, thank you, Emily. That's so nice. Silas is very lucky. That's so nice. Thank you. I've been uh, surprised by the amount of um, nice messages I've received today, honestly, including this one. Um, Yeah. Being a mother is, I've said it once and I'll say it again. It's a psychotic thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) And I'm doing it and I love it. And you're doing it. It's really hard. It seems so hard. It's, it is hard. But Silas is 10 months old now, and he's just like becoming more and more of his own little person with like a fun. Yeah, it's getting really good. Exciting personality. Like he just has like the biggest shit eating grin on his face all the time. He's <laughs> just so cute. We did the, I put him in the swings today for the first time. He <gasps> loved it. He loved oh. it. So. Yeah, it's hard. Also, very joyful thing. It has. So. It's, that's really yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, we we were at Disney World with my two and a half year old nephew, and like, man, oh man, it's fun. It's cool. It's like the most extraordinary thing, and also so hard. Oh my god, <laughs> and truly psychotic. Like, it's absolutely psychotic. Uh huh. So many people um, do it. Why? So many people do it. You're one of them. I'm glad you do because I love love our little Silas. I love. Mm-hmm. These new little people, but okay, you guys are crazy. Um, okay, I've put it off long enough. Set, Henley, do you want to know what movie we're doing this week? I'm going in blind once again. I she really doesn't even know. know. I didn't even I tell her. I didn't even tell her what we are covering this week is an American werewolf in London. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so excited. I know nothing about this movie. I feel like Great. the title title says a lot the title's doing the title a lot gives you a lot of what you're what you can expect yeah. yeah yeah so that yeah you're getting you're getting it from that um i was going to try to watch i was limiting my search when i knew i had to watch the movie to anything around 90 minutes that's mm-hmm. as long as i can do a horror movie pretty much regardless of what it is and i was going to watch we summon the darkness which was the movie that i thought when I was confused about Alexander Daddario being in a horror movie that I forget what it fucking was that I got wrong. It's this one. I was going to watch it, watch the trailer. So many blades. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And then I remember this movie has been on our list for a while. It has been requested by listeners. It has been on my personal list for a while. Um, as one that I should see, I had not wanted to do it for a while. I not wanted to watch it because I was mad at John Landis, the writer and director. Um, because we learned that he is, responsible for the death the deaths of some people in a really awful way Wait, what i don't know about that what is yes, that? you do remember the twilight zone movie we watched that documentary oh. about cursed films oh. and i don't remember entirely the circumstances but he was like irresponsible with the filming and so a helicopter like chopped some people in half 
the movie oh. never saw the light of day because <laughs> they died like on camera. Okay, okay. I'm not kidding when I say I blacked out during that episode because it was bad. There were a lot of really, really bad things that happened. That was the worst one I think that we heard about. And it's and it is his fault. We went in thinking this is going to be like a fun, lighthearted, like, ha ha. Spooky curses. Spooky, spooky curses. And no. And then it was like, no, like children were dying left and right. Like it was yeah. like terrible. It was terrible. It was bad. Okay. Anyway, so I had put it off. I had put it off for a really long time because I was like, I don't want to watch this movie. But anyway, I, f- I finally did. <laughs> so okay. there right. it is. There it is. It's an American werewolf in London. It was released in 1981. Um, It was written and directed by John Landis. It stars David Naughton, Jenny Agutter. That's probably said that wrong. Griffin Dunn, John Woodvine. Um, it has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, a oh. 7.9 on Metacritic, and a 7.5 on IMDb. Wow. So people like this movie. Yeah. Um, it had a budget of 5.8 million and it got 62 million in the box office. So great. Good for them. Um, and you can rent it on Amazon. For three ninety nine, and we have a guest with us to discuss this movie. Um, you know him, you've heard of him. He's coming to you all the way from the other side of our shared apartment. It's <laughs> horror correspondent Joel Jensen. Hey, good to be here. Good to be back. Oh my god! When Emily texted me telling me that Joel is going to be on the pod, I was like, "Say no more." <laughs> I am thrilled. <laughs> Oh wow! I oh wow, Joel. <laughs> Joel. Oh, wow, I'm so happy you're here. I'm really happy to be here. Happy Mother's Day, Henley. Thank you. And you know, a day like today, uh, you know, motherhood's a choice. Like it or not, you <laughs> fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> but happy Mother's Day. What were we thinking? I'm just talking about the Supreme uh, Court. Fuck these motherfuckers. But um, uh, happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. breaking the silence of the Roe v. Wade conversation that Emily and I were. I like couldn't even bring myself dancing around. Well, we don't have to. Ta- we don't have to talk about it. But I'm very, very mad. And yeah, yeah I mean, we are really yeah. mad too. And and in a state of denial. Yeah, it's the most. It's li- it's um like an excruciating thing for a person to go through when it is their choice. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. It yeah. is. The it's hardest like the hardest thing. thing a person can choose to do. And so for anybody to have to do it without choosing is um, torture and it's cruel and unusual and it's fucking despicable. And it makes me want to crawl into a hole. So. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, Joel and I watched this movie. Great. <laughs> um, also, because I was like, "Ooh, if I make Joel watch this movie with me. He can do most of the work. Um, and we wanted to have Joel back. It's been a while. The listeners are demanding it. And hey, Joel, did anything scary happen to you this week? Um, yeah, I mean, so as you previously stated, we were in uh, Florida. We went to Disney World. Uh, we went to Animal Kingdom, which uh, part of Animal Kingdom is the realm of Pandora, mm-hmm. uh, which is where the the film series avatar takes place it's the planet Mm -hmm. of avatar Mm -hmm. and we went to pandora avatar land we rode some avatar themed rides and Mm -hmm. what has uh, what i came to realize in sort of as the like icy clutches of horror grasped my heart 
I realized that I want to see the next one and I'm excited about it. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, look, I'm excited we're for all Avatar kidding 2. ourselves if we think we're not watching Avatar 2. I don't 2. know what happened to me. Of course we're watching Avatar 2. Are, are we fucking kidding? What's crazy is, I know I'm not alone in this. <laughs> I know that a lot of people are going to see Avatar 2. A lot of people, a lot of people will. <laughs> a lot. Av- Avatar 1 is the... At least up until very recently was like the biggest box office of all time. And nobody liked it anyway. Like nobody likes nobody liked it. I certainly didn't like it. I thought it absolutely sucked. But I in going to fucking Avatar land, I I, part of what. Yeah. Like it it like won me over. And got yeah. me to be like, you know what? I mean, it is James Cameron. I mean, this world <laughs> is really cool. And we we're like writing this thing, you know, I was like, I'm like, oh man, this world is fully realized. Oh my gosh. And like, <laughs> and, uh, like the, the propaganda campaign that's being waged for this movie, which is, it's one of those things where it's like the, uh, like Manda- Mandela effect or whatever, mm, where mm-hmm. it feels like somehow through sheer will mm-hmm. and marketing dollars, mm-hmm. the, these Massive corporations are convincing us all that we want more of this awful shit, and it <laughs> succeeded. And I'm sitting there inside this park that I have no idea why anybody would have thought was a good idea to build, being like, this was a good idea. <laughs> like, I absolutely just got dominated. My like, It makes my brain feel like as soft as pudding to be this malleable <laughs> by marketing executives. And... Yet the brain I'm like, is soft as pudding. <laughs> I'm like clamoring for more of this shit. <laughs> okay, yeah, we rode the like long anticipated Avatar ride. There's like one that like always has a two hour wait. They make you pay extra to get on the fast pass oh, line God. for this ride. You have to pay additional money just for this ride, which we did like fucking idiots. It was the last thing we did at Disney World because you could only get a reservation for like the end of the day. We went and did it and it ruled and I loved it. And I was like, I would be on this ride for an hour if they would let me. Wait, tell me, tell me about the ride. What happens on the ride? You ride on the back of a banshee. Uh, also known as an Ikari. In, you remember uh, that? Na- <laughs> oh my God. In the Navi language, which again, hey, this is a pretty fully realized world. They have a whole language. It's a keystone species. So I've been thinking about keystone species for the past week. Which apparently seals are one. I don't know yeah. what that means, but they showed a picture of a seal. They're, they're like, uh, it's because it's where they're positioned in the food chain. Okay, you okay. have been thinking about this. <laughs> That's the thing about Avatar. It makes it makes you think. It really makes you think. This is how fully realized it is. Wait, uh, so it's like a roller coaster that's well, simulated. It's kind of no. like um, it's like VR, basically. It's like soaring soaring over California that ride at Disneyland. If you've been on that, or it's like you're sitting in on a moving object in front of a big screen, and it, like okay. the thing you're sitting on moves as the screen okay. goes. But it's okay. like you wear 3D glasses, and it has like multi sensory stuff going. So like when you're sitting there, you're like straddling like a little I don't know chair thing, and it. It moves like uh-huh. a breathing animal. Oh my, like, like it really oh feels like you're riding <gasps> an animal. Yeah. Oh and my it like God. Blows, so cool. It like blows air and w- mists water in your face as you like fly over oh the ocean. Oh my God. Which has this giant fucking whale thing in it that it feels like it's presented to you like, yeah, we all know what this is, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course, nobody does. <laughs> 
Ugh. And so you like soar around and you fly and you're riding on your Banshee slash Ikari. And part of what's crazy is like when you're in line, they explain to you the premise of Avatar like 5,000 times where they keep explaining to you in like one of those like pre-rolling movies, uh, like uh, videos of like, all right, we're going to jack you into your Avatar. Your Avatar is uh, a, a, a thing of... Combined Navi and human DNA that we project your mind into and then you can control it. And it's like, which I had totally forgotten. Is that what the movie Avatar is about? Yes. You guys, I have never seen Avatar. What? Well, don't, but you do. (laughs) (laughs) You've never seen Avatar? No, I've never seen it. I heard it was bad. It is. But you should see it. But like, it was one of those movies that was such a thing and I missed the boat, but then everyone always talked about how bad it was. So I was like, well, you're going to have five more chances to get on board. (laughs) Can you guys bring me up to speed? Like, they're they're making another one. They've been making making five more. They're making five more, but they've been making the second one for like 10 years yes. like what's going on where are the other are the others in the there but the others are in the pipeline but they haven't had started production on any of them right so james I, cameron will fully be dead by the time the fifth <laughs> one comes out probably probably all will be dead we'll be dead we'll, we'll be dead we'll be dead we'll all be dead yeah but avatar will live on so the next <laughs> but avatar the, will live on avatar 2 subtitled the way of water that comes out in December the, of this year. So, ooh, so happy birthday, ready. Joel! Yeah, <laughs> and me, and me, and happy birthday, Emily. We're all gonna go see Avatar: see Avatar the, Avatar way, of the way of Water. But it's like <laughs> takes place under underwater, largely. It's okay. like about a, it's about like an uh, aquatic community in Pandora. <laughs> oh and my um, God. they shot it like it's very it's very James Cameron-y where like they shot it. Like in an underwater in like tank. a big tank. And probably yeah. it was miserable for everyone involved, yeah. like the abyss was. They're wearing like mocap suits underwater. underwater. <laughs> miserable. Hell. God, Hell. what a nightmare. Kate Winslet's in it. That's the one thing I know. And it continues the story of Sully and, and his family. And uh, uh, one of the oh, wow. avatars is pregnant or something. I don't know. I saw people speculating based off of some stills that they released. We gotta I'm do this as a him. we gotta do this as a bonus episode. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe that you're excited. I want to I want to recap it. Oh man, it worked! It worked! You got us, Disney World. I'm just like putty in the hands of these marketing executives, mm-hmm. and it it's mm-hmm. really upsetting. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait. That ride sounded awesome. It was legit. I w- I found it very soothing. I was like, oh, I would like to just do this. Like, if you could just do, like at arcades, like put in more money and be like, I'll stay, I'll stay on this one. I like, I would just have done that. Yeah, I like for a really long time. I like felt my body giving in to the ride, mm. and like I like started to like lean with my banshee. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, oh, I'm really doing like, it. I felt, I felt myself like relax into it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just sort of like exhaled and was like, here yeah. we go. And I'm like flying around being like, Pandora is beautiful. <laughs> I can't wait to return to this. I wonder if the next four movies will address this stampede of like weird rhinoceroses that it feels like we're all supposed to know what these are. I, I can't wait to just to dive in. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what scared me. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, well, I not only have I not seen Avatar, I've like uh, basically never been to an amusement park or been on a roller coaster or any kind of ride. <laughs> so, Ellie, what the fuck? <laughs> what? what? I've basically never been to any amusement park or been on any ride. That's what you just said. What does that mean? 
exactly what I just said. Like you've never been on a ride. Essentially, no. Essentially. You sort of do it. What are you talking about? Like the last time I went to an amusement park, I think I was like uh, uh, 10 years old. So it doesn't count? And I wasn't old enough to really go on. I was too scared to go on like any scary rides. Too scared didn't ride. So I've like basically never been on an amusement park ride. This one sounds great. (laughs) I really want to (laughs) go. You'd love this. This would probably be a lot for you to process because I feel like there's a certain contextuality involved with with ride innovation. So this would be a such a foreign concept to you. Your 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 brain might not be able to handle it. Existed in the world. She knows how things are. I don't know, man. I don't know. Henley, brace yourself. Brace yourself. You're not going to believe what it's like in theme parks. Rides are crazy, dude. Rides are crazy. Rides are crazy. That's true. <laughs> Should we fucking get into this movie? <laughs> I think so. Probably. I think we've been talking for like an hour. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yes. An American Werewolf in London, which has been on my mine and Joel's list for a while because he had seen it a couple times. He really likes it. Um, it made us really think we should do a whole... Like, there aren't enough werewolf movies, to be completely honest. And it's a very cool world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Precious few. Precious few. Um, so... Yeah, I got. I have. Um, I have some trivia about this movie, Henley. You said you you know very little. No, I don't know anything. Um, I will say it's not very scary. Like it. Uh, that's also sort of why I picked it because it's not very scary, but it is really good, and um, the effects are really really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. The Ooh. like creature design, the the makeup is all really really fun. It made me think. Actually, I was thinking about this morning. Um, that creature design for the werewolf, it it sort of almost reminds me of the Attack the Block aliens, and I wonder oh. if it w- if they were at all inspired by um, that werewolf design. Anyway, here's some trivia. Um, the first is that this is the first film to earn the Academy Award for Best Makeup. The category was created in 1981, and this movie won it. Wow. Um, okay. Which it should. The makeup is, like I said, really, really cool. Okay. Rick Baker claimed to have been, I think he's, who is he? He did he, the um, Special effects. makeup. The yeah. makeup mm-hmm. effects, yeah. He claimed to have been disappointed by the amount of time spent shooting the face-changing shot for the transformation after having spent months working on the mechanism. John Landis only required one take lasting about seven seconds. Baker felt that he had wasted his time until seeing the film with an audience that applauded during that one seven-second shot. Wow. It really is cool. I was, I did feel like it's, I was like, whoa, they're really staying on this. And it, it's really impressive. That's crazy. They did it in one take. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's probably so fucking hard to do that. It's like, we, we, let's hope we get it. Um, okay. I know that this is a complicated person to talk about, but this is a cool trivia. So um, Michael Jackson was so bowled over by this movie, most especially the makeup and visual effects. He insisted on hiring the responsible personnel for the thriller music video. Oh, um, so John okay. Landis directed it. Uh, the cinematographer was the same for this movie. The um, like creepy ambiance music, same person, Rick Baker doing the special effects and the same costume designer all from this movie. That's amazing. Iconic. Really cool. Iconic moment in culture. Iconic. And, yeah. And all of our memories. Um, uh, it, this movie was also filmed in sequence, which is unusual, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the star of this movie, David Naughton, 
was um, then known as he was a, the like face of Dr. Pepper <laughs> for this like famous Dr. Pepper ad. And Dr. Pepper dropped him because of his nude scenes in this movie. Oh, no. So Dr. Pepper's a bunch of prudes. I forgot about Dr. Pepper. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't like, like Dr. Pepper. Do you like Dr. Pepper? Are they like still around? I love Dr. Dr. Pepper. I think so. You love Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> That's interesting. Where do you get Dr. Pepper? Like at a gas station. At amusement parks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mountain Dew is also Dr. Pepper, right? What? Like same company? Company. Oh, same I don't company. know. Same company. I feel like it's Pe- all Pepsi. owned by the it's same. Pepsi. Yeah, Dr. Pepper is Pepsi. That's right. It's all Pepsi. I think Dr. Pepper might be independent. No, that's impossible. <laughs> that would be really crazy. That's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> independent Just... label. <laughs> soda. soda. <laughs> no, I think they're sort of indie. They're doing their own thing. Kind of like independent. <laughs> kind of punk rock soda. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like Dr. Pepper. Sorry. Um, I like Cherry Coke better, which they're like the versions of each other, right? No. Dr. Pepper is not cherry flavored. What is, what's its flavor? I don't know. There was a rumor that it was prune flavored when I was in uh, <laughs> elementary school. <laughs> That's what kids prune would say to like bully you. They're like, ew, you're having Dr. Pepper. You know it's made from prunes. <laughs> <laughs> prune flavored soda. <laughs> okay, we are never gonna get to this movie. Okay. Um John Landis had to avoid filming any full frontal nudity of David Naughton during the transformation scene after Naughton informed Landis that he was not circumcised, even though his role was written as being Jewish. Oh, so that's why? That's why. There is a line about him being Jewish, and it is about specifically about his penis, so I guess they're like, we can't lose that. <laughs> can't lose okay. that line. Okay. Um, also, I'll say there is full frontal, but I guess it's not close up enough to see whether or not He's circumcised. But there is full frontal, which I was like, hell yeah. Cool. Let's do it. There's not enough of that. There's not enough of it. As we've discussed. For men. Not for men. There's there's plenty of it for women. Not enough of it for men. Uh, 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 John Landis also apparently had to cut some things out to get this movie an R rating. And he um, has said later that he regrets it. He had to um, sort of tone it down a bit, including some of the nudity. Um, there was like a more explicit sex scene and a little bit more gore that he had to remove. Um, and I would be very curious to see if there ever could be a director's cut that included that stuff, because mm. I like to see it. <laughs> OK. Oh. <laughs> sure. OK. I don't know why I did that. Um, and so this is a sort of sad bummer of a trivia and I'm put it last for some fucking reason, but uh, there has been a remake in the works. It talks of remake for a very long time. In 2009, it was announced that they were going to do a remake. Then it was delayed for a while due to uh, who knows. Um, in 2016, they were like, okay, it's really happening. And Max Landis, who is John Landis's son, was going to do the remake. He was going to write and direct it. Um, but then he became. Uh, accused of sexual assault and um that has ruined that that project it does i was trying to look this up it does seem like there is some either remake or new version coming out they're doing like an american werewolf in rome maybe is a thing that's gonna happen because there's also an american werewolf in paris which came 16 years after this one yeah and has a great soundtrack Ooh, but apparently it's not a very good movie. Probably not. I don't know. It stars the guy who plays Shades in That Thing You Do. And 
one of the songs on the soundtrack is by Bush and it's called Mouth. And it, I used to listen to that song when I was in like fifth grade all the time. <laughs> fifth Very grade. cool. Very cool. You're drinking prune soda, listening to Bush. <laughs> that sounded like that sounded like Mad Libs. Those were all such unexpected yeah. words. Oh, every, like, he's shades and that thing you do. And I used to listen to the song Mouth by Bush. By Bush. <laughs> <laughs> like those are just made up words you put in there. Um, okay. Oh boy. Should we watch the trailer? We should watch the trailer, which full disclosure, I have not seen, but it is an 80s trailer. So I feel like um, it won't give away too much. It probably, and also like. You know what it is. It's an American werewolf in London. So it's sort of, I don't know that there's a ton of surprises in this movie that will be revealed. So I think we can watch the trailer. Okie dokies. So let's, let's freaking do, do it. it. Let's freaking do it. Let's do it. Did you hear that? What was it? A coyote. There aren't any coyotes in England. What happened to them? Well, the police report said they were attacked by an escaped lunatic. Must have been a very powerful man. Jack and I were not attacked by a man. It's an animal. A wolf. Did he say a wolf? Yes, I believe he did. Did you get a good look at the man who attacked you? Doctor, my memory is fine. It's my sanity I'm beginning to worry about. Never had bad dreams before. Well, sure, as a kid, but never so real, never so weird. I'm going to look into your eyes. <laughs> My friend Jack was just here. <gasps> your dead friend, Jack. Hi, David. He told me that I will become a monster in two days. The supernatural, the power of darkness, it's all true. Please believe me. Believe what? That tomorrow night, beneath the full moon, I'll sprout hair and fangs and eat people? You'd be surprised what horrors a man is capable of. Are you all right now? I don't know. I'll let you know the next full moon. I'm a werewolf. You're going to change. You'll kill people. You'll become... I know. A monster. David, don't lose control! No control? What control? David, I can help you. No, I'm not safe to be with. You gotta stay away from me. Run! That trailer is really dramatic. <laughs> uh, did it give away the whole movie? I tried not to watch or listen, so I Ellie. wouldn't be spoiled. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be spoiled. <laughs> it didn't. I mean, it sort of did, but it also sort of didn't. I will say it. That trailer, I don't feel like it has the same tone as the movie, like at all. Yeah, <laughs> that music was giving me Pirates of the Caribbean vibes. <laughs> <laughs> it was just confusing. Yeah, just the like and the, the cuts and then black da, cut. Da, 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 like that. The movie is a lot, it's a lot lighter, the mm -hmm. movie, I yeah. feel like, than that trailer made, the trailer made it seem like really ominous, mm -hmm. but hey, you'll, you'll be the judge, you know? All right. All right. And because I made Joel do all the work. Hey, Joel, you want to take it away? <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Um, it's a great movie. You guys are going to have a fun time. One of the best werewolf movies. I bet probably people think of it as the, is probably the best werewolf movie. 
Okay. Anyway, Not we'll Twilight New Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there's a new contender, I suppose. Maybe the best up until Twilight New Moon. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Okay, so an American werewolf in London. Let's do it. Fade in. Oh, we're looking at like um, uh, a series of shots of the northern English countryside. So like green hills shrouded in fog and mist. And it's beautiful, but kind of foreboding and kind of mysterious and ancient feeling uh, as we kind of roll our opening credits for a pretty long time. Yeah. Uh, and- <laughs> It's a pretty long sequence. If we're still in the stage of movie making where the opening credits are like 15 minutes long. Well, and they're like, you are going to look that. at the name of every person who made yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. But eventually we land on, uh, there's like a, a, a country road uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And there's a, a truck driving down it. And the truck comes up to the camera and pulls to a stop. And it's filled with sheep in the back. It's like a farmer hauling sheep. And then he like opens the back gate and there are, uh, are two guys in there. Uh, David and Jack are friends. They're okay. hitchhiking 
backpacking across Europe. They're uh, like college age guys. They're like best buds. They're kind of bros uh, on this trip. And you get a sense of their dynamic. David, who is our protagonist, he's sort of uh, like very cheery and optimistic, having a really fun time. His friend Jack is sort of like, this shit sucks. I'm cold. <laughs> a, sh- a sheep shit on my bag. I just want to <laughs> get to Rome where I'm going to meet up with our friend Debbie, who has a great rack and is really hot. And I'm going to sleep with I can't wait to have sex with Debbie because <laughs> yeah. her bod is so good. They have, cool. They, and cool. they're like, so they like hop out and they're like walking down this road talking about how hot Debbie is. Um, and how but much boring. Yeah. But boring. Dull, but with great bod. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And yeah, they're just like, you know, kind of college bros. Um, and we get the, the nature of the trip is they're starting up here in northern England and they're going to like kind of hitchhike and backpack their way down to Rome uh, wow. to finally meet up with with Debbie. Sounds like a great trip. Yeah. And I want to do that. It sounds like it's going to work out great. For I think guys. it's going to go Probably fine. Gonna work out pretty great. Um, so, yeah. So then they they keep walking. They get and then they uh, get to this town called East Proctor, uh, which is like a little sleepy town uh, in in northern England, it's got those like very classic stone buildings and stuff. Uh, it's like dreary and drab. And they uh, arrive at this pub uh, called the Slaughtered Lamb. And mm. it has this like weird, gnarly sign hanging outside of it with like an axe chopping through a wolf's head. <laughs> it's called the Slaughtered Lamb. We get the sense of like, ooh, this is kind of kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um but it's England, you know, so you don't know what. what right, like, right. Pubs have crazy names there, and <laughs> yeah, British people are weird. A big opinion I have, by the way, about Disney World that I didn't get into. Oh, yeah, I don't think it. British no. people should be allowed in. You don't think British people should be allowed in? No, I don't think that they should get to have it. Wait, <laughs> why? Also, I will say to your note about Encanto and little kids seeing it. Joel did also claim while we were on the Winnie the Pooh ride that he thinks it's important for kids to um, be instilled with a healthy dose of fear. He thinks that it's important to have scary imagery for children. Well, obviously, a lot of people agree with you, Joel. I mean, there's a reason why it's particular. He built an empire on it. Built an empire. The key to Disney is that it gives kids nightmares. Yeah, I think it stays with you. Yeah, exactly. It like burrows in. And it uh-huh. gives, uh, in. funnels people to Avatar. Yes, that's right. <laughs> to anyway, you. So we're, we're in with, with these British people. <laughs> that is, uh, so they like go into the pub and they're, cause they're cold. It's like cold outside and they want to warm up. They're like, ah, we could get some soup or tea or something and like just warm up for a second. They step in. And it's a fairly bustling pub. There's guys playing darts, people drinking beer, playing chess. The minute they step in, everybody stops and stares at them. Uh, Clearly, this is not a place where a lot of visitors come through or strangers come through. Um, And they're all they're all staring at them. And David and Jack are like, oh, shit, this is kind of awkward. They like kind of look around and they see on one wall. A pentagram has been painted in oh, red. No. Get the and there fuck are out. these big, crazy candles like on sconces everywhere in this in this uh, <laughs> pub. They're like very melted. It looks like candles out of like the world of uh, Alien um, oh that are in this like weird, cozy pub. And Jack and David look at each other and Jack recognizes the pentagram uh, as being he's like, it's like the, the mark of the wolfman or something. And. You know, it gives them the willies, uh, but they decide like it's cold outside. It's raining. We're going to chill. 
It's also nighttime. Night has fallen. And these guys clearly don't have any plan about where they're going to stay, what they're doing. Yeah, they're just two guys. Uh, it, I, it really made me think, oh, um, men can go through the world without feeling the need to be scared. Like Completely different situation. Yeah. I mean, they're wrong, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was also a time where everybody was hitchhiking, you know? Yeah. <sighs> it's shocking to me. But it is true. Thing. These dudes are not afraid of anything uh, in the night, uh, which. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. So anyway, eventually the pub kind of like chills out. Everybody kind of gets back to their thing and they like ask, uh, wh- like, what's going on with that star, that pentagram? And everybody's like, nobody gives a definitive answer. They're sort of just um, being kind of elusive or whatever. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets really uncomfortable and they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just leave. Um, and so they they leave and we stay in the pub uh, with this with the townsfolk. And the bartender, the only woman in the building, she's like, we can't just let them go. They told them, they said, stick to the stick to the road and avoid yes. the moors. Beware the moors. Stick to the Beware road. The moors. Beware the moon. They give them like a lot of warnings and but then let them walk. And the, but the, the bartender's like, we can't just let them go. And the guy the, there's this one guy who's like playing chess. who's kind of like seems like the leader. He's like, should we let the world know our business? Like we we don't want to like bring any attention to the to our community and the woman goes so it's murder then and then the guy goes well it's in god's hands oh wow Wow. so you know something is foreboding here a werewolf perhaps it might be a werewolf it'll be shocked to find that the david and jack don't stick to the road and in fact they walk straight to the moors just walking through grass in the dark, where it's cold, they don't know where they're going. Like, aside from the warnings they've gotten, stick to the road because where the fuck are you trying to go? Yeah. You need to sleep somewhere. Did they ask about like an inn somewhere? No, no. no they're just going back out into the night. They got too creeped out, and I think they were just like, we just got to get out of here. But then they still could have stuck to the road. They absolutely should have stuck to the At road. At the bare yeah. minimum. So sure. yeah. we like cut back into the pub and the, the the townsfolk continue to argue and then they hear a howl mm. and they all stop talking and they all look at each other very sheepishly and mm. ashamed and scared, but don't leave. They don't go anywhere. Somebody's like, we got to go out and help those guys. And nobody does anything once that howl comes they're like fuck it uh so now we're we cut back to the boys they hear the howl uh they're they they get like scared uh jack's like hey man maybe we should just head back to the pub um so they decide to do that then they end up getting lost because they're just in a fucking field and they don't know what direction is what but then they start to sense they hear another howl and they start to sense that there's something out there there's something circling them, following them, watching them. And they start to get scared. He's like, what is it, a coyote or something? There's no coyotes in England. Is it? So is there a guy out there? What's going on? And as they're like kind of looking around, trying to like peer into the darkness to find it, David falls. <gasps> he stepped in like a little rabbit hole and he slipped and fell over. Oh, and, wouldn't happen if you're on the road. Yeah. And... Jack bends over to like give him a hand to like pull him up, and all of a sudden Jack gets fucking tackled by oh, a no. wolf, a werewolf, and it rips him to fucking pieces. Oh Jesus and Christ! It's it's fun. It's like really a great 
moment because the the movie's been very light and like these guys have like their banter's very comedic and um broadly comic and whatever and then all of a sudden jack is like literally being torn to shreds he's becomes the shredded man quite literally <laughs> oh no and like blood is flying everywhere he's like he's getting chomped and bitten he's screaming it's like really very violent um oh. and david runs Oh, no. He leaves Jack behind. Oh, no. Uh, he runs away. Eventually, he t- he stops and he's like, wait, I got to go back. He turns around, runs back, and he finds Jack is super dead, shredded, ripped open, Ooh. bad. And then the werewolf attacks uh, David. And as it, like, bears down on him and starts trying to bite him, it, like, scratches him. It scratches his chest. And then, bang, a gunshot. The wolf falls over. David turns and sees the townsfolk standing there with a big, like a big British gun. Um, they shot thing? the they shot the werewolf, and he looks back over to the werewolf, and he sees it is now a naked guy with okay. a big bullet hole in him. So when it dies, it turns back into a guy, um, a, a human. So, and uh, David's sort of like panicked. He doesn't know what's happened. He's like freaked out. And then we cut to he wakes up in a hospital bed. Um, he and the first word out of his mouth is Jack. Where's Jack? I know it really That's is really sad. sad. It's really sad. Is this where the nurse says something about his penis? Um, yes. Yeah, so, so before he wakes up, he's in a hospital bed, and we and we uh, two nurses are in the room with him, and they're talking to each other. They clearly think he's cute, and they're like, one of them like he's American, like ooh, he, he's from New York, and one goes, um, I bet he's Jewish. I took a look. <laughs> and the and the other woman's like, well, that's not very proper, is it? Just like, you know, it's it's coming into fashion now. A lot of people are doing it. What? And then the doctor walks in and he's like, quite right. Um, and they're like, <laughs> just talking about how they looked at this man's body while he was comatose. Yeah, this nurse is horny. Horny as hell. She's a dog. Oh, um, she's a dog. She's, <laughs> she's a dog. So. Uh, so that all weirdly happens. And then the doctor's like, hey, you've just woken up. You were attacked. The police report says that you were attacked by an escaped madman in the woods. Your friend is dead. Uh, you're lucky you survived. And they're like, we've notified the your families and the American embassy. Um, so no one, what has no happened. one thinks this is a werewolf. Everyone thinks this is a ma- yeah, an escaped, an escaped madman. madman. And, the, and the doctor's even like, he must have been very, very powerful because he, kill, he killed one of you and you got fucked up and there was just one of him. I can't believe you guys couldn't f- fight this dude off. They this say dude must a lunatic, pretty badass. They say a lunatic has the strength of 10 men. Okay. <laughs> Who says that? How do yeah, I know that diagnosis is you're as strong as 10 men. I'm. Sad to say you're crazy. Um, <laughs> That's what comes but, first. Whoa. Wow, this guy's strong. He must be nuts. He must um, be nuts. So, so then David kind of like falls asleep. He like kind of passes out and he dreams of running through the forest. So it's like a monster vision, kind of like POV camera, just like mm. sprinting through, like moving very quickly through a forest. He wakes back up. And we get uh, a a guy from the American Embassy comes in, played by Frank Oz, who is um, a legend in the industry, a director. He's the voice of Kermit the Frog and Yoda, oh, and wow. he gives and this as insane performance. As soon as you started talking, we were like, yeah. "Oh, that's Frank Oz!" Like yeah, you're like, kind of like this. <laughs> it kind of sounds like Kermit and Yoda. <laughs> and he gets he gives this insane, over the top performance where he gets like really mad at David for like I forget even what it is he's mad about. Da- but. Yeah, David gets like 
upset because his friend is dead. He's like, like, uh, oh, no, because Col- the do- Collins or whatever his name is, is like, we're going to need you're going to need to talk to the embassy or the police are going to want to come and talk to you and like hear what happened. And he's like, my friend is dead. I, like, he's really upset. He's been traumatized. And he's like, geez. Oh, God. OK. Yeah, why are you getting so upset? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's like, hey, I'm doing my best here. Hey, man. why are you mad? <laughs> it's very You're funny. overreacting. Yeah, it is. It's like played to be funny. It's not. It's like an intentionally funny character choice. Um, and it really works. It's very, very funny. Uh, and he, uh, but the doctor, his name is Dr. Hirsch. He tells David he's been unconscious for three weeks. Um, oh, shit. And David's like, dude, it wasn't a lunatic. We were not attacked by a person. We were attacked by a fucking wolf. I saw it. And they're very dismissive of it. Is this when the doctor tells him that uh, his wounds were cleaned before? Um, that comes a little bit later, but yeah, basically at, at some point, because we do have kind of the same conversation a few times in this. Yeah, because Jack is like, or Dave is like, uh, like, look at these, like a man could, this is like a, a wolf, like, and he was like, well, your wounds were like tended to before yeah, you got like, into my wh- care. Yeah, when how you came that, here, what, yes, somebody had like already cleaned and tended your wounds, which is the people in the town did. Um, yeah, but how would that negate it being a wolf? Like, because the people. They're like, a uh, wolf wouldn't tend to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's just saying like I couldn't see what your original wounds looked like, so I I have to go with the story I was given or something. Yeah, it's like he's just like working off of the police report, and there's and like he, and he does it, say it, like sure. why if if they found they found a man dead, like why would they lie and say that it was a man when it was a wolf? If there's a wolf running around, they're gonna want to tell people like so. Obviously, yeah, he was like if there was a monster running around England, we'd know about it. Mm, and sure. okay. there are witnesses. There are like he was like there are several witnesses, the townsfolk who all told the police that they saw a madman attack you, which okay. we know that that's a lie. We know that the town is covering up because they don't want people sniffing around in the town. It's it's the secret of this town. Okay. And um, Scotland Yard shows up, which is like, uh, they're like detectives. And everybody knows that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we don't know that. really understand how Scotland, Scotland Yard yeah. works. I think it's like the FBI. Sure. Or is that um, MI MI6? MI6. MI5. That's the spies. That's the, like, the MI, CIA. MI6 is spies. MI6 are spies. And Scotland Yard is just detectives. 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 Something like that. I, they investigate stuff. And one of them is like clearly a, a bumbling idiot. He like mm. stumbles. Oh, he like knocks shit over. He's an he's just dumb. And he David tells them that we were attacked by a wolf and the idiot detective believes him. But uh, the other detective, his partner, who's like the alpha, uh, doesn't and it, it dismisses it. And so, uh, we, yeah, we're like building this tension of like nobody believes David when he says that, it, that he was attacked by a wolf. Um, he's kind of hopeless. And this is particularly bad because when you're bit by a werewolf, you become a werewolf and mm. He's helpless against what is going to come his way. He also, it's really making him feel crazy. Like he's like, yeah. you know, the way that gaslighting does when you tell someone their experience isn't real, that he's like, well, I, but I remember a, like what's going on. Why? Yeah. How, how do I remember this thing? That he isn't starts true? to think he's like losing his sanity and stuff uh, as he's also having these crazy dreams. He has another dream where he's running naked through the through the forest 
through the moors and then he's like hunting deer and then he jumps on a deer and tackles it and then eats it and so you see like blood all over his face he's like eating a Uh deer haunch like a chicken leg gross so then we cut to uh the nurse who looked at his dick her name is uh alex she's not the one who looked at his dick okay she's the friend of the nurse who looked at his got it okay so the non-pervy nurse alex she's alice alice oh Get it straight. <laughs> Jeez. I don't, I don't know why I felt it, but I think it's Alice. Alice. Okay. Alice. She said British, you know. Uh, she's in a she's a nurse at this hospital. She's working. She has like a very tedious job where she has like work with kids in this like sick unit. She's like dealing with like these little kids. One of them is really, really funny. He just always says no, whatever no. she says. He just goes, no, no. And it's really oh. cute and funny. But also you could tell she's like bored and lives in tedium at this job and David being there, who's this hot American guy who mm. was attacked in this way is like a breath of fresh air to her. She thinks he's cute. She's attracted Joel? to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her name is Alex. You were right. And I was wrong. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, wow. Hey, that's okay. Huge. Huge. That's really big of you. I'm big. I'm big enough to, to let that go. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so Alex, Really takes a shining to uh, or a shine to David and goes to his room, finds that he isn't like eating his food. He's not hungry. He isn't taking his pills. We might presume it's because his body is transforming in some way. And so she just she like starts to like be flirty with him. And he's like, you need to eat your food. You need to get your strength back. Really flirty with him. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not hungry. And so she's like, how about I feed you? Sexy. Yeah. She like sits she on the bed with him. Sits on his bed with him, next to him, and like cuts his food and is like, <laughs> Ew, it's like the least sexy like, thing I can imagine. Is. Honestly, the, even worse, she like slices this piece of like meat and like dips it in a little bit of mashed potato before she feeds it to him, <gasps> which I thought was like unnecessary. I would do that for myself, but I wouldn't do that for somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of it I would do for someone else unless asked. Yeah. So. <laughs> He like falls asleep again, has another dream. He's running through the woods. He sees himself in his hospital bed in the middle of the woods. And Alex is there treating him. And we cut to a close up of his face and it's like a monster face. And it leaps out of the bed. It's like a jump scare. He has like yellow eyes, face all pale, sharp teeth. And goes like, ah! And then he wakes up again. Wait, so do we think these are actually dreams? Or is this like he's just blacking out and actually like attacking deer and shit in the middle of the night? I think it's these, are dreams. It, these are dreams. Yeah, They're but, dreams. It, but okay, it's okay, just okay. that like it's his psyche has been affected mm-hmm. by what is presumably happening to his body. Yeah, okay. he's like fever dreams, kind of like hallucinations and stuff um, as like the the wild beast inside of him is like awakening and mm-hmm. taking Coming over his, his dreams. And so the next day, David is continuing to like convince the doctor of what's happening uh, or like what happened to him and the doctor, Dr. Hirsch is like, dude, I don't know what to tell you, man. The police are satisfied with the report they have. They have it explained. They've closed the case. Uh, like you're that's when he's like, your wounds were dressed before you got here. I just can only operate off of the information that's in front of me. I'm and a he's doctor. not really being an asshole. He, he's not no. being super dismissive. He's just like, I don't know why that would be the case. Uh, you've been through a lot. I, this is really traumatizing. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. He does you, say like you're gonna be dis- discharged in a couple days. Like, please try to keep your sanity, like, so I don't have to keep you here. Yeah, he's a nice, he's a nice doctor, Doctor yeah. Hirsch. So then that night, uh, David and Alex continue to flirt. She, he's like bored, he can't sleep. So she's like, "How about I read a story to you?" And then she like starts to read this book. I forget exactly what it is. It's like a 
Arthur roundtable night story or something. And he falls asleep again and he dreams that he's at home with his siblings and his parents. And they're like prep cooking dinner. They're watching the Muppets on TV, which is a nice little Frank Oz Easter egg. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's a knock on the door. Uh, His dad goes to open it. And it's like a bunch of monsters with like crazy monstrous faces in like Nazi military uniforms with little Uzis. Shotguns. And they just like, they just open fire on his family and shoot everybody in his house. They blow his dad's head off. They set everything on fire. They cut David's throat. It's like really fucking crazy. And these monsters are crazy looking. And then he wakes up again, like, Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm freaked out and uh, Alex is still there and she's like, oh, you're scared. Don't worry. Like, I know just the thing. I'll open the windows and let some sunshine in. She opens the curtains and one of the monsters jumps out of the curtains and stabs her a fucking a thousand times. And then he wakes up again. So it's like okay. a fake, Another a trip. fake out wake up. It's the craziest dream ever. They're like these monsters are like goblin face, like huge Fucked up teeth. Yeah, they and like, don't look like wolves. They just are like monsters. Yeah, just little weird monsters. It, it truly in like military, like Nazi looking uniforms. Ew, ew, I hate it. So then the next morning uh, he's eating breakfast and he looks over and suddenly he sees Jack, his friend, oh. Oh, no. who is dead. Yeah. And his face is like ripped to shreds. His neck is torn open. All practical makeup. He's soaked in blood. It looks really, really good. Yeah. He's like, like, you know, uh, the werewolf had like ripped his throat open and slashed him across the face. And he looks awful and he's dead. And he's like, what's up, David? Can I have some toast? (laughs) It's really funny. And (laughs) one of the things that that they had to cut out to give it not an R rating is he was going to eat, eat the toast and it was, it fell out of his like open throat cavity. Oh, that's funny. Um, And they had to cut that out. I love how that's like, where are the lines here? You know, like, boundaries know. are so I mean, arbitrary. Like, that is something that's gross to see. So, sure. you know, why yeah. not take it out? Take it out. Um, and so Jack is Jack is like sitting there and he's kind of grumpy. He's like, man, you know, they had my funeral and Debbie was at my funeral. Oh, and she went and she slept with Mark Levine after the funeral because she was so sad. You, I got fucked over. He's like really mad. That's really funny. Yeah. And he's like, the way they present it is like, he's obviously a, a hallucination that David is having, but other people hear the voices. It sounds like, um, as he appears. So he's like, there's like a sort of magical quality to this that is connected to the werewolf stuff. And he's like, dude, David, I am undead. Because I died an unnatural death. Yeah, a werewolf killed me. Yeah, he goes like, oh yeah, it was a werewolf. Like, 100% a werewolf attacked us, a werewolf killed me. And because of this unnatural death, I am like stuck in limbo. Yeah, I'm going to be forced to wander the earth until the werewolf's bloodline is broken. And guess what? You're the werewolf's bloodline. You need to kill yourself. What? Like, he's he's basically like, I'm going to be stuck here. Unless until you are dead, because you're the where you're the werewolf now, like okay. they killed the last one until his bloodline is like his like line of progeny mm-hmm. is gone. I'm stuck, as is everybody that that werewolf killed. Mm-hmm. And you need to kill yourself. And guess what? You're going to turn into one. You're, you're going to kill, kill people. people. You're going to make more of me. So all you got to do, you just have to kill yourself. 
And wow, he, but okay. he says it in like a fun sort of like tongue in cheek kind of way. He's like a little bit playful, but still like there's urgency to this. Like you're going to turn into a monster. You're going to kill people. Yeah, because it's been three weeks since mm-hmm. that happened and then some th- three weeks and a few days at this point. So it's like yeah. I think he says like the full moon's in two full days, moon's in like two days. So, yeah. you know, kill yourself. Yeah, you kill like, yourself. Yeah. And beware the moon. You got to kill yourself. Otherwise, this is going to get worse. Wow. OK, I did not see that coming. Alex, the nurse comes in. Finds David crying. He's just had a traumatic vision of his friend who's telling him to kill himself and toast falling out of his throat or whatever. (laughs) And uh, David's like, I'm a werewolf, Alex. (laughs) He also says, I will say, like, he does a good job of telling people what he's experiencing. I feel like usually in scary movies, the person who's having visions or trauma, they're sort of like, everything's fine. He's like, I just saw my friend Jack. Uh, He's dead. He said we got killed by a werewolf. I'm going to be a werewolf. Like, he's like putting it all out there. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. world is rejecting the the call here. Um, He's totally convinced by this vision. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to become a monster in two days. And uh, this is really bad. Uh, and Alex is basically like, well, you're getting discharged from the hospital. Do you have anywhere to stay? You can stay with me because she wow. likes him. He is very scared by this vision, but he also thinks it, it's just trauma because of what happened. And and like maybe he's just losing his mind. Yeah. And so she, you know, like any smart young woman would do is invites this guy who she doesn't know who's having <laughs> manic visions of death and destruction to stay with her. <laughs> we all do it. We're so all they, they uh, go to her house. She gives him the tour. Uh, she's like, this is the living room. Here's the bathroom. And here's the bedroom. Ooh. And then they uh, have this like sweet little conversation where she's like, you know, I'm not in the habit of going out and bedding uh, strange American men. Just so you know, I've had Seven partners, she uh, seven lovers, she tells him, and three of them were one night stands. And just to just to put that out there, that's just who I am. She's very sweet. And then they go and they fuck in the shower and then they fuck in the bed. And then the next she says, do you want to watch telly while I take a shower? And then they (laughs) fuck in the shower. He goes like, "Mm." and then he just falls through the shower and they fuck. And they do a weird a weird thing where like it's not very hot in the shower. No, <laughs> but she like keeps like kind of biting his shoulder. It's which pretty. Is, weird. I, it, I think it's like they're the filmmaking way of like being like they're having sex without showing anything explicit. Because I guess there was a more explicit version that gets cut. Because yeah, they're just sort of like st- holding each other, and she's like mouthing his shoulder. Yeah. Well, they're trying to stay on theme too, yeah, right? Yeah, they're exactly. like it's yeah. a werewolf movie. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. Yeah. Uh, one of the fun things about this movie is like they. Play a lot with those sort of like meta references to the, every song that plays is like a song about the moon or wolves uh-huh. or whatever, uh, which is great. Um, so they wake up the next morning. He uh, or he, is, he wakes up kind of in the middle of the night to pee. He goes to the bathroom. He takes literally the shortest pee any man has ever taken. No, any they human. Have a piece, yeah, they they <laughs> take like, it. They have because <laughs> they have the sound effect of it, and it's truly like done. <laughs> And he like shuts the medicine cabinet and in the mirror, guess what? We see Jack again. But now he's even he's like rotting. He's decaying even more. Time is passing. It's a really cool makeup effect. Like over time, he just gets progressively nastier. Um, They talk some more. Jack's like, dude, tomorrow night's the full moon. You got to kill yourself before it's too late because like I said, you're going to go and you're going to kill people and you're going to make more of me. And this shit sucks. I fucking hate it. I just want to be totally dead. Uh, and he goes, he goes, you'll kill and make other people like me. 
And I'm not having a good time, David. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, so then we cut to Dr. Hirsch, the, the main doctor from the hospital, who uh, he's driving to East Proctor in his little car. He believes something about David's story. He believes mm. that something isn't adding up. So he goes to investigate because he's a good guy. Yeah, And he thinks it's weird that the wounds were dressed before he's like start, David's story combined with like what he saw. He is sort of like, why would that like, why would they have done that? That seems weird. Somebody's not telling me something. Yeah. Right. So we have an investigator. Yeah. So he goes to the pub, uh, asks about the pentagram. Everybody gets <laughs> uncomfortable. They stare at him and they're like, uh, their explanation is the bartender goes, uh, I, I don't know. It's been there for like 200 years. So he just kind of left it. <laughs> <laughs> We, so we like didn't want to paint over it. They're all doing the worst job. It's like you're being so obvious that something is weird. They're all like, uh, I mean, hmm, everything. Yeah, nothing's weird here. What are you? What are you? I never even noticed that before. Oh, I guess it is a pentagram. Yeah, a pentagram on the wall. Huh. <laughs> uh, it's like very tense, and they're very defensive, and like everybody's like pretty rude to him. And oh, because Hirsch, Doctor Hirsch says he's like crazy. What happened here about that lunatic? Uh, attacking those boys and they're all like uh, what, what happened? And he's like huge news happened right here in this town right that like a boy got killed and anyway well, I'm the... well, I wouldn't know anything about that and then he says <laughs> he's like I was his, I was their doctor I was I tended to the the castle boy and he said something about a werewolf and they're all like <laughs> and that one guy who looks really really guilty and of uh, troubled by this is like I gotta go check on my dogs <laughs> and, the, and the other guy the like leader is like they're fine and he's like no I gotta go and like runs out yeah and then the doctor's like goes to the like kind of leader guy who's sitting at a chessboard he's like do you want to play a play a match and the guy's like no I don't want to play a match with you and uh, then the doctor's like well I guess I'm gonna go then um, see ya and so he like walks out and he sees the guy who left to go check on his dogs he's like standing in a graveyard like staring at him like Oh my god. So the doctor goes over to him and talks to him and the the guy goes that boy's in danger. There's something wrong also, with this place. <laughs> We're making all of them like very Scottish. Yeah. And I think yeah. they're mostly British but but it is like that hard British that's sort it's of It's northern British. It's northern British. It's northern British accent which sounds has that Little yeah, me as an, I'm like a big expert on accents. <laughs> no, and also I really, I really like this accent that you're doing. So I don't know why I stopped it, but um, just keep going, please. <laughs> no, I like it. I'm fully in the world. I feel in the world. Yeah. So he's like, that boy's in danger. There's something <laughs> okay. wrong with this place. Others are in danger too. It's not just him. Uh, it's almost the full moon. He's going to change and then people are going to die. And then. Uh, oh, this then is incredible. Yeah. And then uh, he gets yeah. cut off the ch the, yeah. <laughs> the chest the chestman steps goes, That's enough. That's enough. And then the and then the scared guy just runs away. Runs away like looking like he's gonna fall over the whole time. He does yeah. that like bent over running where it's like, You're too top heavy, man. You're about to tumble. Yeah, and, and, like, and like this whole time I was like, oh, they're going to kill the doctor. They don't. The, then the chess man also just walks away and the doctor's like, oh, OK. Yeah, I thought they were going to kill the doctor. It's also very crazy. They let two boys go and get presumably killed by a werewolf to not reveal their secrets. And then this doctor hears the secret and they're like, well, oops. Yeah, it's not, a great, 
system. It's crazy that they've managed to keep this going for 200 years. But yeah. And also, like, what's the what's the payoff for them? Why would they even want to keep this secret? Don't Don't you want you want to get rid of the werewolf? Don't you want your werewolf killed? They don't like it. They they don't like having a werewolf out there. (laughs) No, it's not great for anyone. They're crazy that they just went out and killed it. And then it's sort of like, oh, so why didn't you just. They should have just killed David. Yeah. Why did they kill it earlier? They should have killed David. They also should have killed the werewolf before letting it kill Jack. Like age, ages ago. Ages yeah, ago. they got some explaining to do. They I, just hide out in this weird pub, which, by the way, has no food every full moon. They all <laughs> yeah. go to this one pub. Also, it's a town entirely populated by men and one bartender who's a woman. Yeah, it's a weird, a weird town. It's a uh, weird let's, town. <laughs> it's a weird town. Hey, they kind of weird is. energy. It's a weird town. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but also like, I don't know if I liked living in my town and there's mm. a werewolf in it. Mm. What's not to like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd be like, well, let's keep this secret. <laughs> let's-, <laughs> well, let's keep this secret. <laughs> Secrets better the change. So now we cut to the next morning. Alex is going to work and David is going to stay at her place by himself. He like walks her outside to say goodbye. They're like falling in love with each other. They're like really having a great time. She says something at one point when he's really freaked out about uh, Jack. He's, he tells her he saw Jack again. Oh, because when he's talking to Jack in the middle of the night, she wakes up and comes out and is like, I heard voices. And he's oh, right. Like, That's when she hears multiple voices, yeah, which is and, like and part of that like, magical part. I saw yeah. Jack again. And she <laughs> says to him, it's just thing that makes me think is kind of problematic that she's a nurse because she says to him, I either feel very sad for you or find you incredibly attractive. And it's like, oh, no, Alex, she's really horny for like sad Sad guys, uh, yes. like, traumatized mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. she's her own horror movie premise basically of like a nurse who like gets off on uh like people traumatized ex- yeah people yeah. being injured and traumatized and like she's like horny from it it is very strange <laughs> but she's great she's like a lovely person she is great well it's also like 1981 and you know there's a it's hard for men to show any kind of emotion mm-hmm. yeah and she's a caretaking personality and Obviously. she's like she's like this is an empathetic sensitive man clearly yeah. <laughs> he's revealing to me that he's traumatized about his friend's death mm-hmm. yeah but she is turned on by trauma which is <laughs> also just like we can just acknowledge that that's strange it's strange yeah no. um so this is the day the the full moon is this is going to happen tonight. Um, and so David is she like goes to work. He goes to like kind of hang out in her apartment and but he gets locked out. Uh, the door shuts before he can get it. And he's like, fuck. And he turns around and there, this little dog starts barking at him like really angrily, like a little tiny little dog is like barking his little face off at him because <laughs> it smells something with him right he's the dog is like Animals this dude's fucked it. up and the dog is being walked by these two fucking freaky little girls <laughs> they just laugh and laugh that the dog is barking at him what they're really weird they look like the shining twins kind of they do weird they're credited we paused the movie at this point so we could feed our cats or something and uh they're credited as uh creepy girl number one and creepy girl number two yeah great and they're there's just but those are just like human girls walking around they're yeah just- it's just like a nice 
touch, mm-hmm. I guess. You're just adding to the ambiance in the movie. So David's like, well, fuck, I gotta, I gotta climb up to get into a, in through a window or something. So he climbs up. There's a cat on the windowsill, and the cat hisses at him big time. Which, oh, trivia is they got that cat to hiss by holding up another cat to its face. <laughs> that makes sense. Which, speaking from experience, that would work. That's very funny. Great strategy there. So he, but he gets inside and and then he's like, it's, I think this is a really great sequence because then it's just a sequence about a dude staying at somebody's apartment who he kind of doesn't totally know in England. He doesn't have anything to do and he's just fucking bored as shit. And the That's song great. Bad Mood Rising is playing. It's a great musical hit. Uh, and so he's just kind of wandering around listlessly. It's no mouth by Bush. It's no mouth by Bush, which <laughs> is a true. Well, and technically on that soundtrack, it's a remix of the original mouth song. The remix, I would argue. <laughs> fucking sound off in the comments, fans, if you're with me on this. The remix from that soundtrack is better than the original Bush song. Mm. I would I would argue. Hot but they re- remix their own song. Whoa. So it's not like a digital remix. <laughs> Whoa, I got lost. I got lost in that train of thought. The remixes on the remixes. Fans, sound off in the comments which version of Mouth is better. The one off of 16 Stone? Do we like the original Mouth by Bush or the remix of or Mouth we by like Bush? The American Werewolf in Paris soundtrack. You know what side I fall on? What side do you fall on? Okay. <laughs> Okay. So, so he's wandering around with this really, you know, the I see a bad moon rising. That song. And oh, uh, don't go out tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Bad Moon Rising. I honestly don't know. But, um, but that's you know, the song. And he's as he's like wandering around, he's like, obviously, like the full moon is on his mind. He when he like walks past the mirror, he like does like a jokey snarl in it or he like like looking at his teeth. Like, are they fangs yet? Are they big? Am I scary? Where he's like clearly anxious, but trying to kind of like joke himself into feeling calm about everything because he doesn't know what to believe at this point. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you shouldn't just kill yourself because you have a a vision of somebody telling you to, you know, so I'm I'm with him on that, that it's sort of like, what am I going to kill myself? Like, I I don't know that I need to do that. What am I going to do? Yeah. Like that tension is great, but it's also just this banal scene of a guy pacing around an apartment. Um, He keeps, he's still not hungry. He opens the fridge a couple times to get some food. mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm not hungry. Then does he, I'm still not hungry. He might have his hunger satisfied with something else. Yeah. He might have his hunger satisfied with something else. That's a great so, point. That's a great point. So. This is also just like a nostalgic time for me, even though I didn't, I wasn't alive in 1981, but just like the idea of ever being bored like anywhere, like even now, like if you were like <laughs> yeah. going to turn into a werewolf, you would just be like scrolling the shit out of TikTok. You a would werewolf just, like, scrolling on TikTok. <laughs> like, you would like, yeah. you would like not just be like not participating, like you would be participating in some kind of content well, or technology. I also was like... Dude, you be playing video games. You're in Europe. You're in London. Go walk around London. Go sightsee. Go sightsee. I mean, go round the pub. Go round the pub. Go round the pub. <laughs> Have yeah. chips. Get on the tube. Wait. Get on the tube. Ah, that's a great point too. So, so then we cut to the hospital. Alex is uh, with that little kid who keeps saying no all the time. It's very cute. And the camera pans up, and what do you know? It it's night, and the full moon is out. And we cut back to uh, David at Alex's apartment. He's sitting in a chair, just sort of like sitting there being bored. Wishing TikTok existed. Yeah. Uh, And then all of a sudden he just starts to scream in agony. 
Oh, agony, God. agony, agony, agony. And, he, and he's like sweating and it's like, oh, I'm so hot. And, and he says he starts like rip his clothes off. He's just like, ah, oh, I fucking what's happening. And he begins to transform into a werewolf. And it is I this is it's my second favorite werewolf transformation. I think that the best werewolf transformation is in the movie Fright Night, the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the howling, which is uh, one you guys should do, has some really great werewolf stuff. Uh, but this one is uh, incredible. It's like it starts with his hands and his hands stretch. The palm gets really, really long. And then the Wait, fingers is this a, curl is this the over. Second cut. This is in, one of those shots. The seven it's second shot, shot is in this transformation. Yeah, okay. but they, so like, they like yeah. really show it. His hand like stretches out like. And then he like falls to the floor and his torso stretches and like hair starts to grow out of him. His spine gets all like sharp. And he's like flopping back and forth. They do like really clever practical effects work and like the way they like have him move to like move the camera to create a cut to use this body part to you and then use that. Then they do. Don't show his penis. Don't show his penis. Don't show his penis. (laughs) Then. They do. Then we get to the seven, seven second shot, which is his face. So basically they like built a practical model of his face, but uh, inside is like a mechanical system that stretches a snout out. Oh, cool. So it's like, it's like you can see, you can see it and you hear like the sound of like bones kind of popping is like, it's like snout and mouth like stretch out long oh, and his teeth get like I long. bet there's a YouTube of just this transformation and we oh, should certainly. link it yeah. because it's fu- it's really cool. It's incredible. It's amazing. And and it's just like it looks so fucking painful and he's screaming and it's awful and it's so sudden. It just like hits. It makes me so sad because like what really would have been ideal is if he had a fucking like knife handy for the second it starts. You know, that's when you kill yourself. Yeah. When you're like, oh, fuck, it's happening. But it's like, it's our, you know. He- but it, yeah, it hit him so fast. Like he's just so in painful. agony and like he's in yeah. pain. And so he transforms and all of a sudden we've got a fucking freaky ass fucking werewolf. It's a the scary werewolf is actually piece. scary. Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. scary. It looks like yeah. really savage and cruel and wild and like inhuman. It's not like a guy standing. It's like a literally like a, a crouched over on all fours wolf type Ew. thing a big like, scary like, broad and big and also like being in the apartment still makes it scarier yeah somehow. like st- if they were like in a field it would be less yeah he's in a he's a, he's in the city he's in a big city. he's in america he's in a he's in a lady's apartment which i do not like yeah so so then we so the transformation is complete we cut to shots of uh london at night and a wolf howl descends and cascades over London and we know some shit's about to go down and (laughs) (laughs) and it has the howl has an American accent because this is of course an American werewolf in London it doesn't have a British howl (laughs) genius genius were you waiting to say that joke (laughs) no that one just came to me it was pretty good right could you howl with a British accent Oh, so sorry to the British. You guys are getting ripped to pieces in this episode. I'm sorry. So, um, so, so now we go to it's like a series of shots of people getting fucking wasted by it. 
the werewolf. So a couple gets, it's like a couple that we don't know. They get out of a cab. They're clearly in love. They're like hanging on each other. They're going to a dinner party at a friend's house. They're, they like walk through a park to get there. They get fucking attacked by the werewolf. It rips them to pieces, it, blood everywhere. It's very violent and nasty. Uh, then we cut to uh, Dr. Hirsch meets with Alex and he's basically at this point, like something's definitely up. I don't know if he's a werewolf, but I think maybe there's some sort of mass delusion that's happening. Like he experienced this trauma. He was told that a, a, like a psychopath attacked him and that, and that like the werewolf mythology of like, when you get attacked by a werewolf, you become a werewolf. I'm worried that he's believing that he's becoming a psychopath and he's going to start attacking and hurting people tonight. Oh, That's what I'm worried about. That makes sense. Yeah. So he calls Alex's house, no answer. And they're like, fuck, this is bad. So then we cut to this, um, this like homeless encampment. There's these three homeless guys. Uh, they have a dog with them. The dog starts barking. The dog runs away. They look out like what's going on. What's out there. Boom. They get attacked. Werewolf kills all of them. And we don't really see the full attacks happening. We, we, we like hear the wolf. We sort of see it come up on them, but we don't see the full. And apparently the him, the wolf attacking those three homeless men was also cut out to make it R rated. Apparently it was really, there was a really gnarly attack sequence. Yeah. Uh, and they do like a really effective job because they shoot with the practical effects really smart where it's like really quick cuts, really close shots of like its eyes, its mouth, its teeth, like, argh, like that kind of stuff to like sell it to you without giving your eye the time to like pick apart any of the design or whatever. It's, it's really well done. Then we go to a subway station. The tube. A tube, excuse me, the tube. <laughs> the and it's a uh, rich guy. At least I think he's rich because he's wearing he a tie. Seems rich. I don't know. He's, he's he, uh, really posh. He's not posh. really posh. <laughs> so he steps off of the tube and um, uh, he senses something. So this one's like an extended scene. And he's like, look around. He like hears something and he goes, I can assure you that this is most unamusing. Oh, he sounds posh too. Yeah, he goes, I will be reporting this. Like to who? Like <laughs> He then gets hunted down. He's like, starts to get scared. It's like kind of slashery movie style where like, he's like running down the corridors of the subway, looking behind him, wondering what it is. Then he sees the wolf around the corner. You don't see it, but you see him see it. And he like freaks out and is like, oh my God. And he starts to run. He runs to an escalator. He falls over on it. And as it's like going up, we all see the werewolf step out from like, the shadows basically and it looks really fucking scary it's like crawling on all fours a big beefy wolf running up to the guy then we cut and we do like a really fun smash cut to a lion roaring like Rawr! and then you see a tiger and then monkeys and zoo animals and you're like oh we're at a zoo and david now in human form uh is waking up naked in the wolf enclosure the next morning and the wolves are all very nice to him and because they get it and he's like fucking he wakes up doesn't remember anything he's naked and you know caged with wolves and he gets up and um protects his penis from the wolves who are trying to smell it this is a fun moment where he's naked for a while in this next sequence and he's like covering up his penis sometimes and then sometimes not because he just needs to like run and so you do actually get i was like oh they're not going to show it he's going to be covering it and then he takes his hands away and runs and you're like well there it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he's like running through this zoo. Like I got to get some fucking clothes on or I got to cover myself. One of the tactics he does is he hides in a bush and there's this little British boy holding balloons and he's from the bush. He goes, Hey, little kid, little boy, come over here. 
<laughs> which oh, is great. You so know, the zoo is open. So we're the in zoo is right? open. It's early morning, yeah, but the yeah. zoo is open. Okay, and he's great. like, little boy. Uh, and the boy's like, who are you? And he goes, uh, I'm the balloon thief. Uh, give me your balloons. And the kid goes, no. And then he goes, I'll give you two pounds for the, I'll, I'll give you a pound for the balloons. The kid goes, no. And then he goes, I'll give you two pounds for the balloons. And then the little kid goes, why would a famous balloon thief offer me two pounds for my balloons? Which is the very, kids, it's a great the joke. The kids are winning this film, yeah, by the way. Kids are winning it. Roasted this guy. You're, oh, you're a thief and you're offering me money yeah, for no, my object? I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. Uh, so eventually he steals the balloons from the kid. You get a funny shot of him like running, using balloons to cover his dick. And then he, it's like, then you get like one of those, like a wide shot where he runs in one side of frame all the way through and out the other side of frame. And he steals this old lady's coat. And the little boy, the little boy walks up to his mom and goes, we cut to, he goes, a naked American man stole my balloons. Yeah. And then his mom goes, what? 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 (laughs) Um, so then we get like a fun little se- a sequence of shots of him like in London in this coat with nothing else on, just like naked legs in this lady's like slim little coat with a big fur collar. It's very funny as he's like trying to get home and British people are saying, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And he goes, lovely weather we're having, right? It's it's fun. And then, the, uh, but simultaneously, the, the Dr. Hirsch is walking around and he walks past a newspaper stand and on the newspaper uh, headline is, madman or monster question mark uh victims found half eaten so there's like news reports of six people were found over the course of that night mutilated just eaten nasty and um david comes home alex is there she's like where have you been what's going on he's like uh i'm fine actually i feel great i'm feeling really really good he's like light on my body feels lovely yeah he's like i've never felt stronger he does say i woke up in the wolf enclosure (laughs) he's like Crazy thing. I don't remember anything that happened last night, but I did wake up naked in the wolf enclosure, but I feel good. And I she feel good. Yeah. is like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm horny for in. you. She's loving it. And they're like hanging out, hanging out in bed. He's getting kind of horny. And the, and Dr. Hirsch calls and Alex answers. And he's like, dude, you need, you need to, you need to bring David into the hospital now. I'm really worried. And David's like, dude, I feel, and she's like, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, the doctor's like, should I send a car? She's like, no, we'll get a cab. So they, walk out they go to hail a cab david's like dude i feel fucking awesome right now my body feels so good better than it has in years which is very funny for a guy who's in college to say (laughs) uh so they get into cab the cabbie's like oi do you hear about the murders last night and (laughs) david's like what murders are you talking about and he's like oh six people found mutilated all over london makes you think of the demon barbara fleet street yeah So this Gabby's a big musical fan. And then and then Sweeney Todd begins from this point forward. So then but David's like the minute he says it, David's memory comes back to him. He's like, oh, fuck, dude. No, I don't think his memory comes back. He just goes, it must have been me. He he goes like, oh, my God, it was the full moon. I can't remember what I did. I blacked out. There are six dead people around. Yeah. Yeah. And then so he has a freak out. Jack was right. It was true. It's all true. He jumps out of the cab runs into like a square, like a public square and tries to get a, a cop to arrest him. He's like, please arrest me, dude. I'm the he one. He says, who I did it. People. Yeah, I did it. And the cop's like, shut the fuck up. Get out of here. Like get, you're being weird. Go away. And he's like, please arrest me, please. And the cop's like, stop causing a scene, man. All right. And he, and so David starts being like screaming, like, fuck the queen's a man. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, just fucking, what can I do to make you arrest me? And I'm like, 
Hit him. Fucking cop, dude. Yeah, it's easy. You hit him or you hit a regular, do anything. I get arrested with one hand tied behind my back. I can get arrested easy. Easy. Mm. But the Bobby, of course, won't do it. And so uh, eventually he... um, he kind of, he like runs away and he runs away from Alex. He's like, I, I can't be around you. I don't want to hurt anybody anymore. I, I got to take care of this. Basically leave me alone. I'm out of here. And he runs away. And Alex is like, fuck, this is bad. And she, so we cut to Alex is with Dr. Hirsch and those two detectives from Scotland yard. And they're like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he killed those people, but he's going to try to hurt himself at the very least. And the detectives are like, yeah, look, you have a missing person situation. We will find him. Like all the other shit we'll deal with when we need to, but we'll, we'll we're going to go out and we're going to find him. Don't worry. We cut to David is now at uh, those little a red phone booth uh, calling home. And he's talking to his little sister and he's like, just tell mom and dad that I love them. And I love you. And, and don't fight with uh, our other sibling. I forget his name. Just like, be good. I love you. And please promise me that you'll tell mom and dad that I love them. And Aww. she's like, and then he hangs up and he pulls out a little Swiss army knife. And and that would never. The tiniest work. little, looks very dull. A dull knife. knife. And he, but he goes and he like puts it to his wrist and he's going to like cut his wrist in oh this God. phone booth and kill himself. Okay. So he doesn't do this again. Because. In this world, it's the full moon for more than one night. Yeah, sure, it's sure, going to sure. be the full moon again, which I guess it's still like pretty full. I guess yeah, I there's a margin here. Can't, he probably can't live with the knowledge that he's. Yeah, but it, but it, we are like, yeah, we know that he, it's going to happen again. Tonight. Yeah, he he's like, I'm going to turn oh, into a monster gonna tonight. Ha- oh, to, oh, oh, I'm which is weird. That. Yeah, yeah, there's two nights of full moon. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that happens sometimes. Well, it's mostly full. He's rounding it up. What I only get to eat once a month. The moon is mostly full. Yeah. And who are we to question the stars? Exactly. Right? Exactly. exactly. That's what I've been trying to say. Exactly. This whole exactly. Henry. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he tries to kill himself and he can't bring himself to do it. He's, he's scared. And, he and we know they wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked anyway. And so uh, he looks across the street and there's fucking Jack again. But now he's like super rotten where like his his eyeballs are like just like round balls in his face his skull is visible through his skin like dark dark green green. he's like foul the last time we saw him he was green now he's like really dark green and just disgusting looking and he walks into an adult like a porno theater in piccadilly yeah like we were talking about those porno theaters and it is just a bunch of single men sitting in there and it seems really weird yeah watching porn and and he like beckons to to david to follow him in so he goes in and there's a really funny porno playing that it's so that funny. they like shot for this where there's a running bit throughout this porno at, like that happens at, periodically over the course of the remaining time of, of the movie of like there's their sex just keeps getting interrupted by very banal things. And that's just the bit of this porno, like a guy, a big scary guy, like it's like this guy and a girl, they're having sex. And then this big giant scary guy with a huge mustache walks in and is like, Hey, you said you wouldn't, you wouldn't do this again. And it's like, Oh, he's either going to like fight this dude. It's going to be a three way. And the woman basically says like, Oh, Oh, that wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me. And he goes, Oh, 
okay, sorry. And then he just walks out. Like it's, it's very weird and funny. Wait, what is the, sh- what is the shot here? Is it like, you can see the audience and then the porno. Yeah. The and the screen. Yeah. yeah. It like cuts into the porno. Like you can see it on the screen. At one point the phone rings and they answer it and like wrong number and like hang up and, and keep having sex. It's a great bit that like, it would be hard for to, to sell it on the page, but it really works. Uh, it's very funny, but so they're sitting in this, this theater talking and Jack is like, I fucking told you, David, that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you didn't listen to me and you've fucking created more unnatural deaths, more people stuck just like me. And I fucking brought them, David. They're here. And he points and he goes, he's like, that's the couple you killed in the park. Their names are such, such, such. And they, we cut to a shot and of this couple, bloody, oh. fucked up nasty and he's like there's the there's these guys that you killed the three homeless men that we saw earlier and he names them they're all fucked up and then he points to the rich guy and they all start to scold him like you fucking asshole you made my wife a widow you made my kids lose their father like fuck you you asshole you should fucking kill yourself and there's also a really funny line where david is like i can't believe i'm wait i have it written down i can't believe i'm in a porno theater in piccadilly circle talking to a corpse (laughs) anyway so then so then we have this like fun but like very darkly comic scene of all these dead ghosts pitching ideas for how david could kill himself yeah Uh, like you could cut your wrists you could shoot yourself one of one of them goes sleeping pills and and one of the homeless guys goes too uncertain Great. And then uh, and then the rich yeah. guy's like, and if you shoot yourself with a gun, put it in your mouth. That way it'll definitely work. And then and then the, one of the homeless guys goes, drown. And then they just cut out of that scene. It's really funny. And uh, oh, and when he, we were talking about the gun, David's like, uh, a, a gun. Okay, like, but like, do I like need like a silver bullet or something for that? And Jack goes, uh, Jack goes, be serious, David, for God's sake. <laughs> so yeah. then we cut to an external shot. It's night. The full moon's back out. We cut back into the theater and David transforms once more inside the theater while the porno is playing. And it does this really great shot where like he like it hits him. He like spasms, and like tenses up and like grips the chair in front of him. And then we cut to a close up of his hand and claws shoot out from his finger, like under his fingernails, like bloody, yeah. nasty claws. It looks like it hurt so fucking bad. Yeah. And from here on out, we're like going into chaos land where like so much trans- chaos yeah he like transforms into a wolf inside of a porno theater while the porno is playing doing that weird bit where people keep interrupting the sex and they just return to it and he kills the people in the theater and the people the person who like runs the theater notices it and calls the cops the cops show up they like pull the like gate the grate down or no the cops run in see david see the werewolf like standing over a disemboweled corpse there's like guts everywhere and the Gross. wolf is like snarling over it and the cop's like oh fuck and he runs out they close the grade of the theater and they're standing out there more cops come more people are coming people keep crowding around the cops are like get out of here and people just are swarming like what's going on this sound this seems crazy they try to like lock him inside the crowd is like screaming going crazy the scotland yard guys show up and then uh, all of a sudden so you know how like it's like the garage door close of like when a business is closed that's what they've done to try to lock him in all of a sudden the world jumps through it jumps out of it and bites the mean scotland yard detective's head right off oh and like and just rips his head off it the head goes rolling and then uh the wolf uh kind of runs off 
And then, so it's Piccadilly Circus, so there's all these cars and traffic. And then all of a sudden people start freaking out because they saw of what they just saw. And then the, these cars start crashing into each other. The amount of chaos that ensues is unbelievable. Cars are crashing into each other. People are flying out of the cars. Then they're getting run over by other cars. Like there's like a shot of like a guy gets crashed. He flies out of the windshield, then gets run over by another car. Then other cars crash into that car. Other people fly out of their windshields. Other people get run over. A bus crashes into everything. It's full tilt chaos, blood everywhere. A higher body count from the traffic laws of Piccadilly Circus than this fucking werewolf. Oh, big time. This is making me think about all the action movies where there's so much collateral damage with all of those traffic. Like if anytime there's a car fight, there's so many cars running into each other. Yeah. Car fight. Crazy. We never see bodies (laughs) flying out of those cars. (laughs) Like, are those cars not occupied by anyone? Like, where are the bodies? You know, show me the bodies. Show me those bodies. So now the cops are like chasing this werewolf through London, like through the alleys and through the streets and cities. And they finally corner him and like a a SWAT team. I don't know what you call a SWAT team in England, but they it's like a bunch of guys with big like machine guns show up and they all line up aim on David, the werewolf in this alley. And then all of a sudden Alex pushes through them. Alex and Dr. Hirsch have shown up and they're like, oh, my God, because they see all this chaos and like it must be David. Yeah. And so she pushes past these guys with their guns and approaches David. And she's like, David, please let me help you. Like, I know that's I don't know you. what she thinks she's going to do. I don't know. Do. She's known this dude for like three fucking days. Also, help you. How? He's a fucking werewolf. Yeah. She's like, I know you're in there. I can help you. I love you. I love you, David. And because he tells her that he loves her when he runs away initially. Um, and she's like, I love you, too. Like, I want to help you. And we cut to the wolf and he's like snarling, snarling and he tenses up and then he jumps. He like leaps at Alex. It like, and, yeah, it seems like he maybe has a moment of recognition, but then it, no, but he's then a, the he's beast takes over. He, he leaps to attack her, but then all those spot guys shoot. They open fire and we cut to a shot of David. Now back to human mode, naked, riddled with bullet holes, dead. Mm. And we and Alex is screaming and crying. And we look back at David laying dead, naked in the street. And we cut the end. The and, end? Then, and then Blue, the moon, end. Blue Moon starts playing. Blue Moon. Yeah, sing it. He saw it. me standing alone. And that's it. Incredible that they did not shoot her. Like, I thought for sure she was like, they just opened fire in the direction where she's standing. The fact that they didn't also catch her was pretty impressive. Yeah. And it's like a really jarring end. It just ends. Wait, is it cut to black roll credits or is it credits over him? Cut to, cut black. to black. Wow. It's a really jarring end and like, I think very effective because you're like, right, this wasn't going to end well. It, there's yeah. no way around, around it. We got to listen to the stars. This was not going to end. Who well. are we to think that we can question the stars? Yeah. We cannot. We cannot. That's what this movie is about. That's what I got from it anyway. Absolutely. Holy shit. There it is. Confusing. I felt confused in my heart. Whether to think this was funny or scary. I didn't know which one. Sort of both. (laughs) I mean, I know it's a horror comedy, but like truly during the retelling, I kept wanting to laugh when like maybe I I felt like maybe I shouldn't. You know, I was I didn't know. I was conflicted. It does have a rather light tone. It's like very light, but really dark. Like it's for how like light and fun it is. They're the like rationale of, hey, man kill yourself is like mm-hmm. it, that it's really dark yeah but they are sort of playing it lightly so it, it's you know it is confusing yeah it, i think that way. the movie wants you to laugh 
at every place you thought about laughing. Cause it's like very much playing with the, the tension of how dark that content is, how doomed this character is and uh, how lightly they want to present it. And like, you know, pitching ways for him to kill himself is like meant to be really funny. And it is. Um, yeah. It's, it's really great. I mean, John Landis knocked it out of the park. Yeah. We are you know in support of John Landis in this moment. We don't support him for his, the entirety of his career, but right now no. we're feeling okay about it. Um, I had no like preconceived notions of this movie. I really enjoyed hearing everything about it. I'm glad I know about it now. Now that you guys have seen it, had you seen it before? Joel had, I had not. Okay. How was it for a rewatch? How was it for the first time for both of you? From a re- from a rewatch, uh, it w- I liked it as uh, as much as I liked it the first time I watched. It. I think it's such a good movie. I love love this movie. It's funnier, I think, than I remembered it being. I remembered it being like slightly scarier than this, but um, or like rather this time I, I interpret it more as like swinging as a comedy. Uh, but that's about the only difference that I, I noticed. I think it's just such a, a it's like a classic. Yeah, it's really good. I think it's like absolutely people who want a, a scary ish movie but are too scared can totally do it. I think it would have been a little scarier had I watched it at night in the dark and like really let myself lean into that scary part because the, like the violent parts are really brutal and like the transformation is really cool. Uh, but in general, it's not like scary yeah. to watch. The, um, yeah. It, and the, the effects are so, so good. And like, yeah, we got to show you that, cool. that transformation scene. Cause it's I really cool. See that. Okay. So Sammy and I just did a bonus episode where she showed me clips from horror movies and I would like to add this to the list for let's add it the next time we do that because I'd like to see this. Unlike some of the clips she chose, yeah, I bet she which wasn't. I wish I hadn't seen. <laughs> but this I'm curious about. This one, this one you can handle. Yeah, and no kid stuff in this one. No so kids stuff. Nice. This Besides is a nice break for you. Kids. The kids like, all are good and cute and fun and having funny a good kids time. getting the upper hand. Mm-hmm. A little bit of hijinks, a lot of laugh. And some balloons. Wow. Thank you guys for so much. I enjoyed that thoroughly. I Thank you to all Joel. The accents. Doing all the work for me. So happy to be back. I love you guys. Proud love of you guys. You Sammy, so I miss you so much. I uh, can't wait to hear you back on the pod. <laughs> You're irreplaceable. I, I I just think you guys are the best. Oh, that's very nice. Should we howl as our goodbye? A, Brit- a British howl. British accent. Um, <laughs> I also <laughs> how oh how do how do you what's British? British? How how um I'll, I'll be like the people in the pub, right? They right. sort of like right. Get there's nothing here about the werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> we got no food here. All right, so. From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, 
Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if one episode a week just is not enough for you, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast to become a patron and receive all sorts of extra goodies from us, including bonus episodes, trailer reactions, and more. And no matter what, we will see you right here next week for another episode. We love you so much. Bye. Bye.